This is the original Dom Kennedy. And right now I'm kicking it with my boy, Joe Corneo, right here on the Yada Yada podcast, OPM till it's over. Westside, get the money. We out. Put your Yada Yada over the best part. What it is, what it is, what it do, what it will be, man. Episode 52 here of the Yada Yada Podcast. Checking in, it's the kid Joe Cornell. We in the building, man. We here. Easter Sunday. Beautiful day out. You see the vibes. I feel the vibes. Feels beautiful, don't it? Yeah, man. I've been having a really good Easter today. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, man. It's been a beautiful day out. It's a nice day. Everybody's happy. Everybody's in good spirits. We here, baby. We here. Man, how you feel? I feel good. A little a little fatigue. I was, you was out drinking last night? No, nah, I was with you last night. Pause. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> pause. Yo, pause. But <laughs> just kidding. We was at the homies' house and you know they always turn to like late nights. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, you know, went to bed late. Man, you know people get to talking. The homies get to talking. Politics, capitalism, <laughs> psychology. The hoes around and that's just naturally what we talk about. <laughs> Capitalism, nihilism. Hey, look, that is not a flex for, for those. <laughs> niggas really be talking about that. Niggas, niggas will talk about capitalism like every time. Every time. Probably like nine times out of ten. Like Something about capitalism is going to get, get brought up. And the hoes will be right over here, and then we slowly graduate our attention from the hoes. <laughs> and now we it. over here with the homies about capitalism, while ignoring the hoes. And now the hoes feel left out because they don't want to talk about capitalism. <laughs> message. That's not a message. <laughs> this is a setup. It's not a setup. This is real life. <laughs> this is real life. And this is reality. <laughs> All right. Just so y'all know, Joe's the villain. What do you Joe, see right here? Joe's Tell them the, what you see Joe's right now. Joe's the mad titan. Joe got the infinity going on. That's right. How many stones are in this bitch? All of the stones is there. That's right. That means I bring balance to this. Message. See, that's why, that's why Joe is saying these hoes is there. Because <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't no hoes. <laughs> there were hoes. And I bet the the hoes like talking about capitalism anyways. <laughs> you know, Not, er, you know everybody woke. <laughs> <laughs> but are the hoes trying to talk about capitalism at midnight on Saturday night? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to be around them hoes. That if, that, if that's the hoes we hanging out with, I don't want to be around them. What, what y'all going to talk about? What do you talk about with your hoes? Not capitalism. <laughs> Not how we're going to bring down the total anarchy of the system. Oh, no. It don't really be on that. It just be more critiques. Like, this ain't working. <laughs> See, that's how I know we getting older because there was a minute, like, when I, after I graduated college and I was, like, back hanging out with my other graduate college friends, it went from, like, we just pregame, get drunk, and just talk about bullshit to like we pregame, get drunk, and now we arguing politics. I'm never, I'm never that person. <laughs> like, but I it be, always, like, it'll I always be, look, bro. I get so stressed out, my heart get tight when everybody start debating about shit, <laughs> especially about a topic that we've already discussed. And then it's like, if I hear like y'all leave with the same two points, it's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. We've been here before. Here's a here's a whole nother hour <laughs> that everybody gonna be arguing. I'm scrolling on my phone, desperately trying to find <laughs> something to distract me, and it ain't nothing. 
ain't nothing. Because <laughs> it's like, I hate Instagram, too. I hate social media, too. <laughs> so this is really like a last resort for you. <laughs> yes. Because if I had, like, a Nintendo Switch or something, or if we was outside... I just go walk off into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I'll, I'll just... be back when y'all done. <laughs> you walk I'm... off into the woods. Guarantee. I'm going to go find Justin Timberlake. Uh-huh. I'm over here talking to those about love. <laughs> they talking to you about capitalism. <laughs> I'm like, damn. You ain't winning with these hoes. These hoes like, too woke. I'm trying to save them. I'm like, well, you don't need to do this. I think somebody just needs to bring Go balance. to church. Go to church. You Are you about to bring balance right now? I might just have to do this shit one time for the one time. Nah, I'm not. Okay. Not today. Not on Easter Sunday Thank when God. he has risen. Not was, when he has risen. There was almost a blip in the, in the system. Hey, ain't that what they call it? Ain't, ain't it called the blip now? Yes, What's the blip in the system? The blip is what they call the snap. Oh. Oh, that's what he did? Yeah. He, he blipped everybody out. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Thor was hot. <laughs> he was just like, ugh, I fell into a portal. That's because he fucked up. And then now they're all like, what happened? What did he do? <laughs> the Avengers were, were, were confused. What just happened? Something feels different. Why do I feel different? Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Which Avenger is always confused? <laughs> I feel like the even though the Vision is the like most intelligent one, he's always confused. See, I don't really respect he Vision. Just, you don't respect Vision? Because of my first introduction to Vision was Infinity Wars. Oh, yeah. And all throughout Infinity War, you just getting your ass whooped, man. <laughs> you the most important person in this whole plan, and you just getting your ass whooped all throughout the country. Not just in your country, you getting your ass whooped in Wakanda. He was, he's in the midst of an existential crisis. <laughs> he's a robot. But he doesn't know that. He he doesn't even he doesn't even understand what he is. <laughs> he just has a misintelligence. I'm, I'm, like, oh, I'm just Look, a better person than the rest of he you. He can he can build a computer from fucking nothing or something, and he doesn't understand what he is. I just have a misintelligence. I don't know why, but welcome I am here. welcome to the human life vision. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels to be a human. Yeah, you just do shit and just don't understand why you're doing it <laughs> and why how you got these skills. Why I'm angry at breakfast? Why I'm gangbanging on breakfast? <laughs> Why are you gangbanging on breakfast? I'll wake up mad today. You Some... gangbanging on breakfast? <laughs> no, this niggas really like that. Hella just wake niggas... up high soon and was like, I'm I, I'm already mad. Hey, but shout out to the niggas gangbanging on pork. <laughs> it's a war against pork out here. Yeah. No pig safe. Not when I'm around, because the only war of pork I'm on is bacon. <laughs> Jesus. Message. You like chewy bacon, huh? No, nah, I like my shit crunchy. Pause. You like, like what's the what's the grading? You like uh fucking burnt, burnt like extra burnt? Yeah, I ain't mad at it. You like the soft shit, don't you? Fuck no. Hell <laughs> <laughs> no. Never salt my intelligence. <laughs> I fucking hate chewy bacon. Really? Yes. How do you like, like your the, bacon? I mean, I want it. I like it crispy. Okay. You gotta really. The trick is you gotta. Low and slow with the bacon. Okay. You gotta take your time with it. Like, you don't put your eggs on high mm. and just like fucking <laughs> cook the eggs. Have you ever tried to do that? Cook them all extra high? That shit just, that cooks like 15 seconds. It just ruins your pan. It don't do, it don't do nothing for you. It don't do shit for the egg. It or just for the, the pan. eggs either. You like, damn, I'm just eating flaky pieces of protein. And mm -hmm. you like, damn, what the fuck did I do? I wasted some eggs. Man. Man, well, I will tell you a story though. Like there was one time in middle school, I was cooking this grilled cheese sandwich because I was hungry. He was off and shit. And you know what? I got caught up because my cousin was there. And then I burnt the grilled cheese. Did you cook it too high? 
Because the cheese wasn't well, melted, was it? let me say this, bro. It was black. So was the bread melted Literally, and not the cheese? No, or, look, I don't think you're getting what I'm saying, bro. It's a black square. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this weird black square, bro. And you can't tell his cheese on there. Like you can, It was pepperonis on it, too. Mm. You can't tell it what, what it is. Yeah. But it's, it was just black, bro. I never burnt anything so bad in my life. Man, how'd you burn it? How do you burn a grilled cheese that know. bad? I don't did you know. just throw it to a pit of fire and say, that. do the damn thing? Or like, how did you do this? It was one of my first experiences cooking. Okay. Like, when, when I'm like really figuring it out, like, yes. Yeah. I got this. I could cook I got this by here. myself. I got this here. But you know what? I didn't burn the house down. So that's a That's really all that matters. That's a, a victory. Dub. It's a dub. <laughs> I was like, a fucking. We take our wins where we can get them. Yeah, I was 12 or something. And I was like, all right. That's a loss. Yeah. I take that. Throw this outside. Parents walk home like, the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> it smell burnt in here. Try to throw it out the window like they wouldn't notice it. I just set it out back. I wasn't trying to hide nothing from nobody. I just, hey, tried to make a grilled cheese sandwich. It didn't work out. <laughs> but when you say that to somebody, they're like, huh? Uh, what? How did it? How you did burned it a grilled cheese out? sandwich? What? Well, they, tell you, you, they tell you the microwave method. You just make the toast, and then you melt the cheese and the bread together in the microwave. <sighs> 30 seconds. That seems a little too cheap it, for me. It don't it, it don't, don't hit. hit the same. It, yeah, it's like you could throw your pizza rolls in the microwave, but it ain't gonna hit if you, as opposed to put them in the toaster oven. Yeah, exactly. You know, you gotta let them get them let them bitches get some time to cook. Yeah. I get it, we all in a hurry sometimes, but Hence, relax. Low and slow with the bacon. Exactly. Message. Who would have thought we'd have some bacon talk here? But well, we here now. Not I. Not I, said Sam I am. I will not eat your green eggs and ham. Shout out Dr. Seuss. Uh, Are we shouting out Dr. Seuss? Are we? Did we cancel Dr. Seuss? Niggas canceled Dr. They canceled Dr. Seuss. Wow. They found some racism in his books. Oh man, I can't have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, can't I enjoy shit no more. Yeah, man, I feel like you know what? Our existence is bad, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we like always. We always shitting on something. We find the flaw in something. And sometimes we got a reason. But sometimes it is warranted. But other times, like, damn, can I just, like, enjoy this for what it is? My memories of Dr. Seuss are only great. <laughs> all pure. Until now. And all pure. The Grinch, Green Eggs and Ham. All the classics. All the classics, man. We can't. We got to get rid of them. We got to throw them out. We got to burn all his books. I just want to be happy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Message. I didn't need everybody to stop arguing and like do something. Do something. <laughs> just do something with your life. Stop arguing. Stop fighting. Stop canceling all my heroes. Really make a change. You know, change begins with yourself. Message. That's how you feeling? Stop being a Twitter activist. Ooh. Oh, relax now. <laughs> relax. We're getting a little deep, aren't we? Are we getting deep? I feel like we're getting deep now. A lot of people going to be offended with that one. Who I was going to be offended? Who isn't going to be offended? That's the real question. Because everybody's a Twitter Every, Yeah, everybody just talks their shit on Twitter. I just want clout. Oh, my. Clout's <laughs> dangerous, man. I want clout. Say, clout's never worth it. I mean. Like, there's being there's famous and there's internet famous, and internet famous is If I could cool. turn clout to cash, yeah, I want all the clout. Yeah. Give me the money. But I don't, I don't really do, I really don't have the energy for, for like, social. I don't either. I'm about to start re reading uh, Revolutionary Suicide by Huey P. Newton. Oh, shit. You about to get into that bag, huh? Yeah. 
The revolution oh, yeah, is here. Finish this fifty cent book. How is the fifty cent book? It's getting deep. So where you at and right it, now? It's uh, like what we were just talking about. Like where he just got is is uh, know your value, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, if somebody ain't if somebody you know turn you away, you go you go somebody else and demand double. Mm-hmm. You raise the price. Is that when he was negotiating his? Yeah, deal? when he was negotiating his deal, he uh he realized that who was it? Is it Jam Master? Was it Jam Master J? Yeah, Jam Master J was kind of like fucking him. Well, his deal, he got out of that contract. Well, he he was he was responsible for his own distribution. Yeah, because like Jam like Master J, his role was more of a mentor. <laughs> so like he would, yeah, he would take artists under his wing, under his label to like mentor them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so Jam Master J's role was a mentor. So he would take artists that were really raw but had a lot of potential and help hone their craft and get their get their skills to where they needed to be and know how to really like write music. Yeah. So he would do that and then he would pass them on to like people he knew in the industry, like, oh, you go to this label and they'll take care of you. So like when he when Fifty asked out of his deal for Jam Master J, he had to pay him the money that he was owed on the contract. Out, yeah. yeah, but he Jam Master J did with no problem. Okay. So well, it wasn't like he like held him. I kind of I kind of read that wrong or maybe I read into it too much. But anyways, you know, he went through that and he's like just searching for this this record deal and because uh, he was uh, blackballed Chris, at this time. Chris Lighty was helping him. Oh, Violator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, on Violator mm-hmm. and uh, I forgot the other dude's name, but he got mad because he had like this guy got this contract set up for Fifty and Fifty was like, Nah, bro, it's not it's not for me. It's not like the perfect situation for me. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, you know. Eminem hit him up. Yeah, Eminem was a huge fan because at the time, um, this was after he got shot. Yeah. So he was too hot. He was so too hot. Everybody so was he got like, blacklisted. We don't want to fuck with him. Yeah. He got blackballed from the industry because he was too hot. So Fifty Cent had to figure out a way to build up his own buzz. So he did that with the mixtapes. And we talked about this before on the podcast. But one thing I really liked about it is that Fifty Cent manipulated like his hype. Yeah. So he would go to the vendors, the bootleg vendors, and give them Fifty Cent like his mixtapes. It's like yo, it's the new unreleased 50 Cent, like his album. He would say it was his album, like yeah. the debut album of 50 Cent's unreleased project, but it'd be his new mixtape. So the vendors would push that, like, yo, this is that new unreleased 50 Cent, and that's how he would get the get this mixtape out there. Hustling. Yeah. I'm trying to get in that bag. The 50 Cent book's a really great book, man. It's a really great book. It's a great insight to 50 Cent as a person and as a businessman. I really respect how he, how he moves and how he's rebranded and how he's just managed to stay on top. Even if it's not on top of music, he's still on top in other fields of like what he does, like his music, like, uh, not music, but his movies and his shows. He always finds a, a way to like stay re- relevant and like reinvents himself. He like he one of the greats. Mm-hmm. He like uh, I ain't now. He never stays yeah, in a lane. Don't bite my ass. Like Pharrell is like a big mentor to me, mm-hmm. and he's like I don't know how Pharrell is. He's probably like fifty five or something, but. That nigga is like, know how to stay relevant. Yeah, and stay. It, it's different when you're a musician, though. Like, he's specifically a musician. Yeah, 50 Cent. Hove. Hove is a, a, a perfect example of, like, someone that's Venturing like, out. Yeah, like, I know how I'm going to get this back. Yeah. Like, um, 50, 50 Cent, I don't know if he, have you got to the part where he talks about the minute he knew he wasn't as high as he once was? Uh, It was around, he, he, he talked about how, remember that song, Crack a Bottle? The Eminem, yeah. Dr. Dre, 50 Cent song? He said he would go overseas and perform that song, and people would go crazy every time he'd perform it. And then he said he came back to the States and performed it, and it didn't get the same reaction. And that was the minute he kind of realized that his career was, like, on the the downside. Decline. Yeah, like, he wasn't as hot or in demand as he once was. And it wasn't, like, a reality that he was 
fighting to deny. He once he realized it, he accepted it Boom. and adjusted accordingly. Time to move on. Yeah, and so he says. Who want to rap the rest of their life anyway? I mean, there's some artists that will. Some people just really have a passion for it. I mean, obviously you want to venture out into other businesses, but if you really have a passion for rapping, you could rap your whole life. You just gotta, you just gotta have like a very solid core following that's always gonna support you along the way. And if you do, you can make a lot of money and make a living off it. That was a good answer, bro. Message. I got the power. You know, you see the glove, but I like to think from perspective of if I had the power of Thanos, we use it for good. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of like a sacred weapon that rivals the Infinity Gauntlet. In the Marvel Universe or just in general? Just in general, like... The Batman... The Bat Belt? <laughs> hey, if Batman was in the Marvel Universe, I don't think we having the same kind of problems. With Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> we getting it handled. Batman's gonna handle that shit real quick. Batman already had it ready from the first encounter. From the first Avengers movie, he was fucking ready. Like, Bruce saw the movie, he's like, oh, I'll be ready for him when he comes. <laughs> Batman in, in the DC universe waiting for another Just waiting film. for Thanos to come through. I like I bet he won't step in Gotham. I bet he won't. Nah, he I bet you won't. I bet better. you won't. Loki Thanos Doom, knows where who who we Doom, can fuck with. Doomsday worse than Thanos. Doomsday? Mm-hmm. Which one's Doomsday? Oh, is that in the Justice League? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Is it is it Doomsday? I can't remember who it is. I know it's Doomsday. There's a a, a villain, a Superman villain. That every time he gets defeated, he comes back and he's better. Stronger? Yeah. I, I think, think it is that, Doomsday. I think that's his name. There's Doomsday, but then there's another big bad that's like intelligent like Thanos, like the Mad Titan. Do you know, uh, is, is Doomsday the DC villain that like resurrects and gets stronger each time? I think, I, don't, I think I'm saying the wrong name. So I think it's not Doom, Doomsday. Doomsday is in the Snyder cut. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen the shots. Yeah. I, so I'm I'm thinking of somebody else. Okay. But this nigga just dies and comes back. Like he's basically immortal. Yeah. So imagine like, just getting beat by Superman and you just keep coming back. Pretty much like Rajah Ghoul does with Batman. Yeah, but Rajah Ghoul have he's a hard, begging. He's Rajah begging Ghoul Batman to a kill. Hard time with this nigga. <laughs> let's, let's, be, let's be real. <laughs> I don't know, man. Raja Ghoul is a different kind of Because it's not fighter. like Raja Ghoul is coming back, like, stronger. Yeah, he can. He's got the Lazarus Pit, so he can always come back stronger. No, nah, And nah. he's literally the you world's... Know, I don't think you understand, like, bro's powers. I'm saying Superman is killing this nigga. <laughs> and then he just come back and progressively just start to put the beaters on Superman. Mm-hmm. Super Superman's tough. We think he's cheesy and corny and all that, but realistically, Superman... Tough ass. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. He ain't no slouch. You think Superman would beat Captain America in a fight? Easily. Easily. And that's why I don't like Superman, because everything's just too easy for him. He's literally Superman. You think anybody in the in the Marvel universe can rival Superman? Maybe Thor. Because Thor's a god, and Superman's a god in, in, in his own way. You giving it to Thor? I give it to Thor. Is, is Captain America considered stronger than Thor? Mm. In the Marvel universe? Well... That's kind of of a hard question to answer because he he's he's worthy of Thor's power. Mm-hmm. He carried the he got yeah, the hammer. He's already a superhuman too. Mm-hmm. You know what he I'm saying? Die. I don't know if that makes him twice as strong or something. Yeah, because Captain America. Um, so something I've been eager to talk to you about is that you watch all the Marvel movies, right? Yes. So I begin that journey because I just realized this past week on Disney Plus that they have it set up to where you can watch the Marvel movies in chronological order of the timeline. Where you at? So I, I want to... So I just watched First Avenger. There's certain ones I want... Okay. Um, 
Steve Rogers. Hit me, hit me when you get to like the first Avengers movie. Okay. How about I just do like the Avengers movie with you? Okay. And I, I sprinkle in some of the Iron Man's in between there because I fuck with Iron Man. But I, um, uh, so this is my first experience diving into the Marvel universe. I've seen the Marvel movies. I've seen Black Panther, Infinity Wars, and Endgame. So I don't have much knowledge about like the Marvel universe. So this is my first time diving into it. And the first Avengers is actually really dope, man. It's pretty cool to see the foundation of the Avengers being laid and how Marvel went about it with how, you know, they had the Titan, they had the um not the Titan, but the Vibranium. Yep. Uh fucking nobody told me fucking Tony Stark's dad made Captain America. That's some shit you should probably tell me. That's crazy. I didn't think you would care. <laughs> You didn't think I would care that Tony Stark's dad made Captain America. You didn't think I would care. You lucky I don't snap my fucking fingers right now. Man, go for it. I'm in the DC universe. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't give a fuck about that universe. I'm cool. You could kill everyone in that universe. I'm over here. But uh, that was really dope, man. That was really tight because I saw in the beginning. You see them go to like the little car show and Tony Stark's dad's like Stark's Industries here and they're about to have the first flying car. In like 10 years, and then the car kind of fails. I'm like, oh, that's a cool, like a little Easter egg. It's Tony Stark's dad. But I didn't know he was going to play a vital role in the movie itself. Yeah. So that was tight. And then one of my cool moments is that, so in Endgame, they go back in time to like different parts of their their lives to like write whatever path is to help get back to Thanos. And Captain America runs into Captain America in the hallway. And they start fighting each other. And then Captain America tells him, I could do this all day. And Captain America's like, I I know like I get it yeah like I get it. yeah and so in the in the first Avenger when he's outside the movie theater getting his ass kicked by that dude he goes you just don't know when to quit do you and Steve Rogers stands up all skinny and scrawny and goes I could do this all day I'm like there it is you get there where it, it comes is. from it's the beginning because he's the same guy that's the man that talk that they had on the bed but before they they did the operation the next day, uh -huh. very great talk. He goes, you know, if if you give a weak, if you give a, a strong man muscles, he's gonna take the power for granted. But if you give a weak man the muscles, like he'll always cherish that. Yeah. So he said, you know, regardless, no, don't be the best Captain America you could be. Be the best Steve Rogers. Message. Shout out all the Steve Rogers out there, all the regular people. This is this the regular guys. guys. You know, knows what's right and is doing the right thing. And, like, another great moment in First Avenger was when Captain America and what was the villain's name? Well, the Red Skull. The Red Skull were fighting. And because the Red Hydra. Because the Red Skull, he was also a student of the same doctor that gave Steve Rogers his power. But yep. Red Skull wasn't ready for it and became abusive with his power. And he was also a Nazi. So that's a huge, that's a huge fucking part nah, of the story. He's, a, he's Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> he's not no Nazi man It's a different kind of order He was like fuck Hitler Them niggas out to just dominate the universe <laughs> <laughs> You see this motherfucking gun They was like nah this is just the first planet Yeah like, <laughs> like, <laughs> There's many more in the solar system Yeah we're not even tripping But uh, they was fighting at the end And Red Skull was like What makes you so special Why did he like you And Steve Rogers goes Nothing special about me I'm just a kid from Brooklyn The humbleness the subtle humbleness. Steve Rogers. I hear uh, Jay-Z's going to be the next Captain America. Don't look me in the eyes when you say that. You couldn't. You couldn't you could, <laughs> Don't look me in the eyes when you say you that. You couldn't see Jay-Z as the next Captain America? No. Have you seen Jay-Z throw a football? Have you seen Jay-Z do anything athletic? I haven't seen him throw a shield. <laughs> Jay-Z flying around the world with a shield is hilarious. 
That's nasty. That's that's real nasty. Jay Z for he Captain could. America. You heard it right here, baby. Yada yada podcast. Let's get it going. Salute. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool watching it, watching First Avenger because it takes place in 1942, which is around World War II. So they created Captain America for those who don't know to help be an ultimate soldier in the war. And when they they only made one of him, he's supposed to be. One of many, but then the doctor died, so Captain America got kind of got put on the back burner. And instead of just locking them in the lab, they decided, like one of the generals said, hey, man, we could really use you. You know, you may not go to war for us, but we could use you in other ways. And he goes, oh, really? What could that be? And then there's like a little montage of him pretty much being like what Uncle Sam is and, pre- and like encouraging he's a, people. He's a symbol. Yeah, he's a symbol for the war. And he's, he, they use him as propaganda to help rally people behind the war effort and want to enlist in the army. So he makes going to war and fighting for America seem like a very glamorous thing to do for your country. And it's kind of funny to me to watch that because uh, when I was in college at Northwest, we took a, a, a media class called Intro to Mass Media, I believe. or Yeah, Intro to Mass Media, I believe. And our teacher at the time, Fred Lamer, he was teaching us about all different elements of broadcasting. And one of the elements, of course, was propaganda. And so when he was teaching us the lesson about propaganda, the examples he showed us was the propaganda the U.S. military would show soldiers that just enlisted. So they would show the soldiers propaganda videos to help, like, get them behind the war efforts. Get them hype and yeah, excited. like, this is what you about to do. Like, you about to kill Nazis for your country. Yeah, they will also show you, like, the fucked up shit the enemy does. Too. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, that's why certain people hate, like, Vietnamese people. Mm-hmm, because it's, like, that ingrained image in their mind of, like, what, Vietnam War was or the Viet Cong is. Yeah, just like who who the enemy is. Mm-hmm. Like people, have, certain people have a clear picture as to what the enemy. Because remember in the in the first Avenger when he was doing the play, it always ended with him killing Hitler, fucking punching Hitler in the jugular. Yeah, and Hitler goes down every time. <laughs> yeah, and that was that's the worst way to spend America's money. Like, (laughs) you spend fucking millions of dollars creating this super soldier, and then you don't even put him on the front line. Right? You just use him for propaganda. You put him in in a play? Yeah, a play? Commercials? Posters? Way to go, Tommy Lee Jones. That, you know, he kind of, I kind of warmed up to him in the movie, because remember, there was a scene where, I think they were about to get on the plane. The plane was flying off, and Captain America was about to jump in it, and Tommy Lee Jones was driving the car, and before he jumps off, old girl in the backseat gives Captain the kiss. He kissed, she kisses him, and he just looks at Tommy Lee Jones. He goes, I ain't going to kiss you. <laughs> so you get, get your ass out this right, truck. You better jump on that plane. I ain't kissing you, son. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say to you. Yeah, get the fuck off this car. <laughs> yeah. He just understands what what it is. What's that movie? Uh, there's a movie where he's like a marshal. Was we it? love seeing Tommy Lee Jones chase people. Oh, he was, at, um, he was in the movie with... Oh, No Country for Old Men. That's where he plays the marshal. And he's chasing, bro. Yeah. Well, no, that's not the only movie, though. There's another movie where Harrison Ford's in it. Oh, really? And Harrison Ford is like, he's a, what? He's he's just a some sort of, I don't know. He's like framed for a crime or something. And uh, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is chasing him. He's the marshal in that. He movie. plays a, he plays a lot of marshals. But then he's in this the, that cheerleader movie where he's like protecting the. Fucking Texas cheerleading squad. Mm. I do remember that one. That was like a comedy, wasn't it? Yeah. 
But that's three movies that he's chasing people in. That's not, <laughs> that's not even all of them. There's one. We're not movie. even counting Men in Black. Yeah, but that's way different. Yeah, that shit's hard. He chasing aliens, humans, if, aliens. If, if anybody, Tommy Red Face, he chases them all. He don't give a fuck who's in run, who's in front of him. He's chasing them. In the name of America, to Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I thought it was really tight that vibranium got mentioned because that was I didn't know that was what Captain America's first shield was made out of was vibranium. That's that's the same shield, I'm pretty sure. Really? Damn, because he didn't he didn't have that shield in Infinity Wars. So uh, it's property of the U.S. government. That's why. Okay, so that's part of this. Okay. Yeah. Property of the U.S. government. Yep. So they he can't. Couldn't keep it. What Because remember, the government. Because <laughs> hey, he go he go anti for a little bit. He do. Yeah. He go rogue. Rogers goes anti. Rogers. Uh, he stand on his principles because like it get to a point to where uh, you don't care about spoilers. I think. No. Go ahead. Yeah. So Bucky, his friend, you know, he he the Winter Soldier. He killing people. He crazy. Yeah. He fucked up. Fucked up in the head, right? And Steve is like, no, nah, that's my dog. So he banging and. Uh, Fucking Captain America, find, or no, Iron Man finds out that, you know, it was Bucky that killed his peoples. So now he got to kill that. You know what I'm so now it's a conflict. Like, now, yeah. whose side are you on, Rogers? Yeah. And, and Rogers, Rogers is on the side of right, man. I feel it's a tough line to play. He was like, look, man, can't kill my dog. <laughs> You're right. He wrong. But it wasn't him. It's fucking Hydra. Fuck Hydra. And then and Iron Man's like, man, it, but it's my daddy and my mama. <laughs> I got to kill him. Somebody got to die. <laughs> and then they, they, you know, they get their squads together, and then they fight. And then Captain America like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. I'm going, I don't, I don't I'm going into hiding. And then that's why in Infinity Wars, they was like, yeah, we kind of broke up. And shit. Yeah, okay, that's how they broke up. Yeah, that's how they broke up. What do you up. mean broke up? Like, like a band? Like the Beatles? Bruce was so confused. I would have been confused too, <laughs> nigga. Like, the fate of the world is at stake. Y'all niggas is. This nigga ain't Having nowhere emotions? to be found. Yeah. But they had this Nokia. I don't know why Steve Rogers got a Nokia. I guess it's the least detectable. The, yeah, like it's old school. You can't trace a Nokia. I'm sure you can, but. Yeah. <laughs> you got to call Rogers. I really can. Why? Uh, we didn't really end on the best of terms. we not vibing right now. <laughs> Pretty much. The huh? energy's not right. I would hate for some shit to just stop because, like, we having a tiff. Yeah. And it was like, you don't got to forgive that nigga for, like, killing your peoples. I get it. I mean, I, I ain't never been in that situation. I can't even call it for real, for real. But Tony Stark I, has. I understand, I understand both sides. But I like to think I'm leaning towards Rogers' ideals because it's like, man. I feel you. Like, the loyalty's there. That's my homie. No, nah, it, but it's not even just that. Like, Tony wrong if he kill him. Mm-hmm. Like knowing the the understanding the situation like that he's he's wrong if he does that mm-hmm. and you're a superhero but he lived by different rules he does yeah he Tony Stark don't live by regular Iron Man superhero rules he, yeah he don't have to be the the symbol mm-hmm. you know he's just I'm Tony Stark first Iron Gen- Man second genius billionaire playboy yeah I do this for fun <laughs> that but that's what he be saying it's like damn Tony but towards the end of you like Tony you. You care about us. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you Thanks, care man. about the people. Man, he cared about Spider-Man. He did. He never admitted it, though. I always loved the dynamic they had in Infinity War. In uh, So, I don't know what Earth 
it is, but I think it's like 616. Uh-huh. Like in the comics, like they got a similar story. Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man lo- loses his parents. Like Spider-Man's parents are secret agents. Okay. Or like his dad was like, a t- or they were like scientists and like secret agents like uh, Pym, like the dude from uh, Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. So they die. So like that's why he relate to Spider-Man. I was like, like Peter <clears throat> Parker. That's why he like he look out for him, you know. And he's like a kid too. Yeah. So it's like, all right, you can't help but like want to mentor the kid. And because in a way, Spider Man is always trying to like seek Iron Man's approval. Like, hey, I did it, Mr. Stark. Look, look at me. Yeah. Was he an intern for them? Uh, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And um, no, it w- it was like, or didn't he work for them for a summer? So. Well, no, I think he was actually an intern. He did intern for him or something like that. I don't know, though. I know that Tony Stark made suits for Iron Man. Yeah. Or Spider-Man. Yeah, he made he gave him the suit in Infinity War. Yeah, I like that. I like Spider-Man and fucking Stark gear. That shit is hard as fuck. Bruce didn't look nearly as cool. I need more Spider-Man movies. You said who didn't look? Bruce didn't look nearly as cool in the Iron Man shit. It just looked big and clunky. Like It's like, yeah, Bruce, since you won't get your shit together, we'll just give you something so you can actually help us out. The Hulk was very underwhelming throughout the whole series. In hindsight, he was very underwhelming. Really? Yeah, there was a few satisfying moments. That I <laughs> like, the Hulk in Ragnarok is cool, but other than that, eh? I remember it's just uh, kind of mad to me. Yeah. I remember watching the trailer for the Avengers and hearing that we have a Hulk, and the Hulk comes through and smashes whoever the fuck was like they were talking to. So it's funny when Loki tried to pull that, we have a Hulk with Thanos, and then... Thanos just gave Hulk that work and said, nah, son, you not me. Punch him in the fucking neck. <laughs> That's what Hulk knew he was fucked. He's like, oh, shit. He fights different. You know, it's like you think you bad until you get hit really hard, and you're like, oh, shit. I haven't, I haven't felt that kind of power. It's, you know, it's always that one kid who was like, you know, we talk about Alex Cortez a lot. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's that nigga that's like, he not even mad. He just, like, strong, and he been fighting. Just because, like, he got his mission or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's just strong now. Thanos strong. Ben, he got his mission. He got a, he's getting the stones now. He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on my Ben fighting, Ben grinding. But the Hulk, like, that kid that throw a temper tantrum, and now he bad. Yeah. Like, he have to get angry to, like, go deal with conflict and shit. Yeah. So it's like, Bruce was a little-ass kid. Who threw a big temper tantrum. And he got spanked. Got his ass And whooped. he realized, I don't want to deal with that again. He said, I don't want to feel that pain ever again. Them niggas had to go to therapy and figure that shit out. They really did, bro. It took mm-hmm. like, it took five years. Yeah, damn. That was five years. So Endgame well, no, was five I'm, years later? I think it, I think it's a five-year gap. Boy, Thanos. I'm pretty sure up. it's a five-year gap. He had Thor in AA meetings. Thor was stressed, bro. Thor, Thor gained weight. Hulk was in therapy. Captain America was somewhere. Captain America was like helping the people like in a in a in a real way. Hawkeye he, was just he murdering had, like, Asians. He had like his ad group. Yeah. Hawkeye went dark. <laughs> real dark. Hey man, look. He went to Tokyo Drift and started murking motherfuckers. <laughs> your family just disappeared one day? Your whole family? What did he, he went outside, didn't no he? No explanation. Yeah. yeah, he went inside. He was like, I gotta go get the fucking get some wood the, or something. The American arrows. And uh I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing shade. But uh he came back. Thing was gone. gone. I mean, do you can you blame him though? Like, imagine it's like, yeah, I'm gonna run to the store real quick. I'll be right back, and you come back, your family's gone. Man, Everybody in the streets it, are gone. It really ain't. He, he didn't have no leads. <laughs> he didn't. He just because there was no explanation. 
Like, no one filled him in, like, yo, this big dude from space just did some wild shit, and he might have killed half the population. Like, no one filled Hawkeye in what was going on. No, no one filled Ant-Man in on what's going on. Hey, Ant-Man, well, Ant-Man was in the, like, the micro, in, like, a different universe. Okay. He was, he was, like, between the atoms and shit. So he was, like, that small. Yeah. Like, to where it was, like, a whole realm. Mm-hmm. Like, a different realm. I forgot what they call it. So he came back and was like, hey, the fuck's going on? Where everybody at? And then, oh, shit, my daughter's, like, fucking grown up. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) What do we do now? Hey, Paul Rudd here. Like, I'm the Avenger. And he figured that shit out. Yeah, man, he just got that shit popping. Yeah. And then, um, who was it? Oh, yeah, like when Bruce, he's like, yeah, we got to get Ant-Man. Bruce goes, there's an Ant-Man and a Spider-Man? Yeah. Damn right. It's funny how some there's some of the Avengers who don't know about the other Avengers. Like Captain Marvel just shows up in Endgame. Like, oh, what the fuck happened here? Could you guys not have handled it? Uh, like, hold on, bitch. First off, you don't know what the fuck we just deal, <laughs> dealt with here. Hey, we was just talking about how, like, different friend groups talk to, like, other friend groups different. Uh-huh. You know? Yes, Lord! Some of y'all might just be, like, calling niggas bitches and shit. <laughs> but it's all I love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not the. It's person. all out of love. It's all out like, of love. Or you know, how them couples that always seem like they fighting. Mm-hmm. But that's just their love language. Yeah, I, I ain't. Let's not go. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to talk about. The, I, the love languages are really good, but not in that context. <laughs> guess, as long as it doesn't go too far. Well, as as long as they know each other, love language. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just how it is. Yeah. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. But. Some people you just can't talk to a certain but You saw that a little bit with Captain America. Not Captain America, but Iron Man and Doctor Strange. Yeah. That's just how they was like, nigga, who the fuck are you with the cape? I'm the guy who's the leader that's smart and witty. <laughs> and a billionaire. And a billionaire. <laughs> what do you do besides make air balloons, huh, Doctor Strange? I protect your realm, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking wizard, son. <laughs> I need, was it the real 88 or something? I need him to do the voiceovers. For the real 88? I don't remember his name. It was the dude that was doing a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. The voiceovers. Mm-hmm. Them shits was hilarious. Yeah. I need somebody. Vani. Yeah. Vani, you would be good at it. I need Vani to do like voiceovers. <laughs> <laughs> like the niggas. People just talking to each other. I need them to make them all niggas. Because <laughs> how they would talk would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Like the Avengers just had some street talk to him. Yeah, bro. Like who the fuck you think you talking to, yo, Stark? Yo, like they from Harlem. Like all. The- hold on, B. <laughs> like, yo. Hold on, hold on, B. You think because you a billionaire playboy, you come on the block and just talk mad shit? Yeah. You think like, you running shit, Stark? Bruce, who the fuck are you? You can't even do your fucking power. You didn't show up in the first fight. <laughs> Bring that Hulk shit out, yo. You took three L's, my nigga. You can't even turn into the Hulk no more. Haki, you the reason why Thor ain't here. <laughs> <laughs> You put that pressure on him. <laughs> yeah, really be pressing that. Yeah. Nigga. Like, man, you got to figure that shit out, man. Like, we kind of need you right now, Bruce. You going to get your shit together? Like, you can't make them both the same person. Like, yeah, you smart and all, but we got hella smart niggas. <laughs> we Tony, got them. Tony's smarter than you. We got a vision, bro. He's like a he's like a brain computer. <laughs> <laughs> a brain computer. You know, from Harlem. Yeah, you just a regular-ass scientist, B. Turn green. Man, we're going to go to New York, and the podcast going to be big, and somebody going to punch me in my jaw. <laughs> it's gonna be... For New York. <laughs> it just That's all you're going to hear. New York. <laughs> it's just because I'm slandering them niggas. Nah, man, it's mad love. Mm-hmm. But I'm... Shout out to Dan. 
I'm really excited for fucking. I'm excited to go into this Marvel universe. Man, that shit is fun, bro. I love all that shit. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited, man. Like I love the the start of First Avengers, man. The ending of it was crazy. Have you watched the Snyder Cut? No, nah, not yet. We should watch the Snyder Cut. Soon. We got we got to make sure we have four hours to spare. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I I feel you on that, bro. It really don't be four hours out the day. Yeah, I swear <laughs> to God, sometimes. it's so hard to watch a four hour movie. I'd be stressed out. <laughs> like <laughs> I dead ass like two hours in, I'm like, yo, what? Did I miss that other thing I gotta do? <laughs> or do I gotta do a other do I gotta thing? do something today or I what? Homework? It's what like I when I watched my first watch of Fendi War and Thanos got to the to the Titan to fight Tony and them, I was like, Oh shit, this is the climax. But I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, he hasn't even gone to Wakanda yet. Uh, and I checked my shit, I was like, damn, there's like another hour in this movie. But like it's an hour of fighting. In Infinity Wars is paced well. Yeah. It's kinda like Rowhouse. There we Roadhouse? Roadhouse is like a two-hour movie, bro, but it's like it's like a point where the last 30 to 40 minutes is like Patrick Swayze punching niggas and shit. Uh-huh. That's what we want. <laughs> but um Yeah, that shit that shit is wild for real. Mm-hmm. Bro. Infinity Wars was like paced hella good. I was on the edge of my seat. I love because I, I watch a lot of anime, so I love when um like the team split up. Mm-hmm. But when the team split up and then they reconvene at the final battle, but then, but the, the best thing about Infinity Wars is the bars that Thanos be giving. Let's talk about them. Spitting heat. It's getting hot. Real quick. First route the gate. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. And now it is here. Or should I say? I am. I am. And you just see the glove. And that was just one of the first ones. Remember at the end or he had his daughter and she was like, ah, see, you can't get the stone because you don't love anyone. And he started crying. He said, oh, what you crying for? And he goes, Red, Red Skull goes, those tears aren't for him. Oh, she like processing the situation. She was like, wait, oh. Look, imagine if somebody like took you to this cliff. Like we go on this long trip and like shit. This little long hike. Bro, this is like when they kill dogs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Take them behind the woodshed. Yeah, but it's like, you know, I just got to look at you like, yeah, man. So my goal is I want to be the most powerful being in the universe. So uh, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> I love Bye. you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. And then, let's see, what was another great quote? At the end when he snapped his finger and he goes into that little daydream and he sees his daughter as a little kid again. Yeah, he sees Gamora. And she goes, did you do it? And he goes, yep. What did it cost you? Everything. And at the end, you just see him walk back to his house. I, I, I kind of have mixed feelings, and this is just me critiquing it as like a writer, I guess, about like the relationship that him and Gamora got. Like, that's the person you love the most? Your daughter? Her, I mean, yeah, it's his daughter, but you know what he did for her? What? He destroyed her whole planet. <laughs> or half of the resources at her home <laughs> planet. And then he was like, you strong. You should come with me. Help me with my goal. Mm-hmm. I love you. <laughs> Please, balance. Look at this knife. Yeah, <laughs> nah, that's, I don't know if that's love. He probably just saw the innocence in her eyes and said, you know what, let me take her under my wing. I... I could, I kind of feel Thanos. I could see how like a good, just human that's like strong really get to that point to where they like, fuck this shit. Yeah. 
Like if you could, if you could take some, why not take? Yeah, if you, if it's your part, if you can complete, if you can achieve your destiny, why not do it? Because if we didn't have like these societal standards, that's how shit would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, follow your destiny. Like if your destiny was this one goal, are you gonna let anyone stop you? You gotta be able to hunt your and eat your own kill. Mm-hmm. And the you know the strongest get the lion shit. And he was the strongest in that movie. Like as soon as he showed up to Wakanda, everyone knew what time it was. Right. Why was she up there all oh, that this, time? Yeah. Look, <laughs> I look. felt her though. I felt her. I felt her. Like, why was she up there if she can do all this shit? In Wanda Defense, she don't even understand. What, look, both her and Vision confused. She didn't understand that she was like a Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. You know, like her power is like different. She can. It's magic, but she don't have to like draw runes for it to create things. Mm. You learn that in WandaVision. Okay. So it's part of the journey. Yeah, she definitely OP. Like, if she was on her, on all 10, you know, she understood what she was, mm-hmm. it would have been a different story for Sam. <laughs> He'd have been, it would have been way harder. Yeah. See, that was the only time Thanos could have got some shit off like that. Because the trajectory of, the, like, the Avengers was like, they was going to be stacked. Yeah. Eventually. Because they was like, already stacked when they first fought Thanos. Like, in, in Infinity, Infinity War, they were pretty stacked. Well, I'm talking about as far as, like, powers go. Like, yeah, Ant-Man, mm-hmm. everyone's, like, it's a Ant-Man, it's the Wasp, and then they get the mom back, and the mom's got, like, these fucking weird powers from being between the atoms and shit. Yeah. She's just, like, her body has changed. She's one with all things. All things. I don't know. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would have been a different story. Mm-hmm. Time and everything. Yeah. I mean, we get... We get into a lot of time later in the in the end game. Yeah, yeah, a lot of time. Time is on not on their side. What did you think about the end game? I thought it was cool. I ain't gonna lie. I almost walked out in the beginning when they killed Thanos right away. I'm like, are you serious? Like I came just to see Thanos. And and you just gonna kill him right Man, out the would, gate? You would do something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, Dead ass, bro. I'm like, I'm here to see Thanos and y'all just kill him right in the they, first they fifteen killed minutes. The villain? <laughs> in the first fifteen minutes? I was here to see Thanos give y'all the hands again. No, but then it was like, they killed him, but they still didn't win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they weren't satisfied. Like, what did you, because even Thanos was like, hey, man, I did what I needed to do, and I'm done. Man, most of that shit was just about, it was about Stark and, and Ro- Rogers a lot more than anybody else, I feel like. Yeah, like, the stories are mostly built around them. Yeah, and it was Thor. like they, they fell where, you said, who? And Thor. Thor, yeah, it, it's they it's send off basically. Yeah, but man, I just didn't I didn't like Thor' reaction to it. Maybe because I kind of relate to Thor. I, I I feel like like right now, like these past couple weeks. Mm. But no, nah, fuck that. I've been showing up way harder than Thor. Fuck all the bullshit. Thor just like I ain't gonna lie. Fuck all the bullshit. Thor <laughs> just went to a hole and just like ate excessively, drank excessively, and played a lot of video games. Thor gave up. He did. I ain't give up. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Under. I'm better than Thor. Message. Meet me outside, nigga. <laughs> Meet me outside, Thor. You know what I'm saying? For beers, not to fight. <laughs> for beers. Course, for beers. Yeah, so I'm excited for this Marvel Universe, man. That shit is fun. It's going to be tight to dive into it and really just get an understanding of how everything came together. I just seen the trailer for uh for the Black Widow. That shit look hard. Does it? Yeah. They keep so, that shit rolling. They ain't Wanda, letting up WandaVision any- started off a little slow for me, but I like I like the concept. And how they presented it, like how 
the theme of the show change, mm-hmm. like that variation was able to keep me like in tune. And I like the I like figuring out what's going on. I like when there's like twists and turns, even though you could kind of guess who the villain was in the beginning. But yeah, that kind of shit. But man, the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of boring to me. That's so, the one with Aaron McKee, right? Yeah, it's kind of maybe I have a bias. When it comes to the whole Captain America type deal, mm-hmm. but I don't know, it's just not here. Is I need him to get superpowers for real. Like I need you Do to do something be cool. cool. The yeah. Falcon, the Falcon is not that cool to me. Yeah, he just seemed like he just his sidekick. He just too. He just you always just view him as a sidekick. It's yeah. like they made a Robin movie. It's like I don't really give a fuck about Robin. Yeah, I need I need him to be the guy. Yeah, like you got to be the guy, bro. Be tight. Yeah. It's time. And you not- Steve Rogers was tight. Captain America's tight. Yeah. Nigga be holding it down. He got character. Yeah. He cheesy, but it's like cheesy in a good way. It makes sense. He's 100. Like fucking. <laughs> yeah, he's like 100 years old. Yeah. Of course, he's going to be out of touch. Yeah, with, with all the funny shit. But he knows what, what right and wrong is. Mm-hmm. Like, he definitely he still got the morals. He got extremely good morals. And I aspire to be like a person that has good morals, knows right and wrong. Yeah. Even when it's like gray. So Step about, it up. So we about to dive into that. I'm about to dive into that shit. Uh, let's transition real quick to another universe. The Seinfeld universe. How you doing? Doing good. So I'm trying to think what the last episode. What was the last episode we watched? Uh what was the last episode we watched? Um Damn, it's been a minute. At least it feels like it. Uh what was the final? Man, I don't I don't season you on? I'm on. I'm. I think I'm on. I think I'm still in season four, or I might be towards like the middle of five. I don't know. One day I fell asleep with Seinfeld on, and then I wake up in the middle of an episode, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> since then I haven't watched it. I feel like the last episode we watched was like when Jerry threw up. Oh, like no, you broke, watched that alone. Broke, I wasn't there. Okay, then it was the episode before that. Which one was that? Testing my my powers of recall right now. Uh, so I think they got the NBC gig. Yeah, because we actually yeah because we watched actually we watched the marine biology. Oh, the marine biologist. Yeah. Okay. We watched that one together. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. This this one was fire, and this is where George have his moment, and it was of glory. Different. It was good because it the the it begins with Jerry like seeing one of their old friends or whatever, and she brings up George, and you know George lies for Jerry. <laughs> Jerry lies for George. Yeah, he he does what George would have done. Yeah, but you know he picks a marine biologist, and I think he, you know it's Jerry, so he he thinks it's gonna be funny or some shit. Yeah, but. Cause you gotta you gotta remember that this girl was like shitting on George. She's like, he just never got it together, did he? Yeah, she was not fucking with George. Yeah, man. and he Jerry was trying to be a friend. He, he kind of took it personal. He's like, you know what? He is doing something. My nigga's a marine biologist, <laughs> bitch. And, and she was like, oh really? Like you know? Yeah, like now she was interested. Like yeah. oh, well, like she gave she gave or Jerry gave her George's number. Yeah. And so Jerry tells George at the diner, like, yeah, I ran into Kathy or whatever. And he goes, what? 
He goes, yeah. And he's like, how's she looking? He goes, oh, she's looking good. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's so great. She was so hot. And she goes, did she say anything about me? She goes, yeah, she asked about you. She goes, she asked about me? Yeah. He starts having like a geeked moment. He's freaking out. Yeah. She says she's going to call he's you later. He's like, well, what did you tell her? No, no. He's kind of just like, well, she may think you're a marine, marine biologist. biologist. <laughs> he's like, Jerry, a marine biologist? <laughs> Why would you say you're a marine biologist? You know I always <laughs> want to be an architect. <laughs> So he just, he faking the funk with her the whole time and shit like that. Just to get at the draws. What is, what is Elaine going through during this episode? Is this where, is this the same, is, is this the TV God episode too? No, this is a different episode. Okay. Uh, Kramer's golfing. What was Elaine doing? I can't remember, but Elaine for sure is in it. Yeah, she's in the episode. I just can't remember what she was doing with that episode. Because Kramer was having issues golfing. And then, because he went to the beach to golf, and he was like, he goes back to Jerry's house and says, I can't use these things. I can't hit anything. <laughs> I hit one ball, and it went whoosh, way out there. <laughs> I fucking love my nigga Kramer. He really kills that shit. I aspire to be that kind of, like, human. Just the all-around good guy that just happens to lay on his feet every time, all the time, and just happens to have all the luck in the world. Yeah. Yeah, he does play that shit well. And then George and old girl go to the beach, walk on the beach together, having a great conversation about marine biology. And all of a sudden, they see a bunch of people gathered around on the beach. Okay, so Elaine is like, she's got this opportunity at her job with the, this this famous writer. Oh, is that the Bieber? Yeah, and she... It's the Bieber, right? <laughs> she, gets the, she gets the organizer. She gets yeah. a new organizer from Kramer. And it caused problems because it's making noise. And the guy's like, what is that noise? Turn it off. It is, he said, it's crawling up my skin. Yeah. <laughs> to my head. And then he fucking throws, throws it. it out the limo. And uh, it hits a girl in the yeah, head. Yeah, it hits a girl. And then Jerry, he just so happens to meet the girl. Because yeah, the organizer had his information in the organizer. Jerry was on bullshit that day. Jerry, <laughs> Jer Jerry was feeling like God in this episode. Yeah. Because he was kind of manipulating everybody, and, and, all yeah, the little pieces. And, and making shit happen. And uh damn, I'm trying to think what happened. So um, they so the lady gets a hospital bill. She doesn't have health insurance. So she gets hit in the health organizer, goes to the hospital. She doesn't have the money. The yeah, so she's trying to track down Elaine. Yeah, she's trying to track down whoever threw the organizer from the limo. So Jerry knew that it was Elaine's organizer. So he goes to Elaine, confronts her about it, and she says the dude threw it, the author threw it. So they had to go to the guy's hotel and to, talk to, him. to talk to him and get him to admit that he was the one that threw the organizer so he could be held accountable for the, the hospital bill. And they were trying to record him uh -huh. secretly, but something goes wrong. Like, it starts making a noise or something. Yeah. And he can hear it. And he Which is that noise? It, he throws it out the window, and I think it hits the same it lands on Yeah, because she got kicked out the hotel for smoking. Yeah. And the beeper kept going off. But that's like, that's like the situation that doesn't pan out for the good. With George, things go great. Yeah. So it's like, he's shooting this shit with this girl. They this on the beach. Time. Yeah. And eventually, like, one day, just walking the beach, and he's just like, you know, fucking plants, things. And he's like, I can talk about other things, you know? Yeah, like architect. <laughs> it just so happens there's a bunch of people, like, gathered around this beach well. Mm. And then Larry David, <laughs> the voice of Larry David, just goes, is anyone here a marine biologist? <laughs> and she's like, George, <laughs> you're a marine biologist. And she's like, yeah, it's him. And, you know. George had to live in that truth. He did. 
And he showed up. He did. And he makes it happen. He said, I walked up to it. I was right there, right there on the belly of the beast. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it cuts to them all in the diner. And, and George is like, telling the story about what happened that day on the beach. He, he went in detail. He goes, I walked up to it. I was right there next to the beasts. And all of a sudden, like, a, a wave came up over me, and I was on top of the beasts. I was looking right in the hole of the beasts. <laughs> and I saw something, and I reached my hand down in there, sucked, digged around, and pulled it out. What was it? It was a golf ball. And you know whose golf ball it was? Kramer's. It was fucking Kramer's golf ball. Full circle. Kramer, Kramer just be hitting shit at the pier. Yeah. He ain't, he ain't on no real golf course. He just like. He whack. at the beach. Yeah. Just hitting this shit off, out into the ocean. And he goes, hey, uh, hole in one, right? That was a, that was a good episode. Yeah. It, it kind of encompassed like all of the, the things that everyone like goes through. Or like the characters, it, well, I ain't Archie, gonna say that. It didn't. It was like more so. I would say it's definitely more of a Jerry and George episode. Yeah, and like Elaine and Kramer have their own things, but that yeah. kind of tie into like what Everyone they're else. doing. Yeah. yeah, and it just the irony of the whole episode is is like Seinfeld. So like if if someone if you were to get into Seinfeld, I would tell you like you're just watching this episode. Yeah, and, and then this is the gist of the show. This yeah. is how it works. It's an amazing show, man. Like how they just bring everything full circle for like one like one thing will bring everything full circle. Or like there'll be multiple things in the show that bring the whole episode full circle. But you never really like know. Or you never like, know if it might be a big deal. They don't like the TV guy. You can you can tell. Well, you could tell it is gonna be like, well, the TV guy was kind of a surprise. But you can kind of tell something is up. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is this is the thing. Yeah. Like it, it'll it'll start with nothing. But the nothing always means something. Always. Yeah. Or even, like, we watched the the mannequin one. Yeah. Where Elaine, like, there was a mannequin that looked just like Elaine. That ties back to the TV Guy episode. Yeah, because the guy that... Spoiler, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. There, there was a guy on the train during the TV Guy episode that was trying to hit on Elaine in a creepy way. And after that episode, a few episodes later, there's a mannequin episode where these mannequins are all around New York at this, this clothing store that looks just like Elaine yeah, and to people, a T. She become famous based off the mannequins. And yeah. Like, Damn. And so Elaine's trying to get to the bottom of like, why these mannequins look just like her. And then at the end of the episode, you see this guy go back to this room and say, hey, man, we need like another mannequin for such and such and such. And he goes, oh, I like to call it Elaine. And it's the guy from the TV Guide episode that Whoa. was trying to hit on her. Full circle. Full circle moment. Fucking George is trying to get a job this episode, too. And he wants to get this suit. <laughs> and it's, He wants to get, like, this nice jacket. Yeah, and, but it swishes. Mm-hmm. So he didn't end up getting the job. Yeah. Well, that's not what he did. There's a, no, the pants swish. Oh. No, he didn't get it because he didn't eat the ice cream. Yeah, but... Because the guy that was trying to get the jacket, the same jacket as him, was the guy that he finessed. Like, he kind of, he played an unfair game to get this jacket. Fucking boom. Yeah. Got it. And so George goes to this job interview with this suit and jacket that he bought from the store that he finessed this dude out of. And there just so happens to be that the guy that he finessed is a cook at the restaurant that they're at. And so they order dessert, and the guy brings out the dessert, and they say, yeah, the cook said this was made special just I for you guys. Dude, I don't really feel bad when they fuck up. <laughs> nah, because they deserve it. Like, yeah, they, they it's it's like karma that, that comes back to them. They do they, they, they all do foul shit and like, the last episode, like the series finale, will make a, everything will make so much sense when you watch it because it's gonna bring like everything else full circle. Yeah, they're just gonna be like, we suck as people, because you already see like, damn, y'all just kind of shitty people. But that's why that's the charm of them. Like they're all shitty people, but they all 
live with it in their own ways. Like Jerry denies it. George lives in it. Elaine lives in her her truths. So like when when Elaine gets caught in her sh- bullshit, like she lives in it. Like she won't run from it or like ex- make excuses for it. She's like ah. Elaine Elaine's my favorite character. Mm, she's a sleeper. I, I fuck with Elaine. Well, I ain't gonna say she's my favorite. I'm a big Kramer fan, but I like Elaine too. Because yeah. Elaine be roasting niggas or Elaine be like, Elaine be funny as fuck sometimes. Yeah. Like she has her great moments. Like when she went to the, uh, like the the hand reader with George or something. Yeah. And she was pregnant and she was smoking cigarettes and Elaine it just would just not like, let I it could, go. I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, look, you got a baby. Right. Why the fuck you smoking cigarettes? <laughs> I love that energy. Like, she, nah, nah, nah. I got to tell you this. Yeah, like, I can't just, like, ignore this while you're in front of me. Yeah. Because I be having those same thoughts when I see people that smoke with, with like, that women that smoke cigarettes when they're pregnant. I'm I like, mean, yo, you kind of, you bothering I, I be me. I be feeling that way when, like, people walk in without a mask. Like, there still is a mask mandate. Yeah. And it's like, you don't walk in here without a shirt on, my nigga. Yeah. Or, like, without shoes. Or pants. But it's the fact that somebody, like, it's politics behind it. Yeah. And like it's not because like it's not because they want to do that for their own benefit. They just want to piss people off. Yeah, they I think that's what it is. But them same look, them same people that don't be having a mask, like, bro, you're having a bad day. Or like I could tell it's like neur- neurosis. Like you something is going on with you. Mm-hmm. Like you hurt. Not everybody. Some people just like, nigga, I forgot my mask. I don't got a mask. I'm about to I'm about to was it? Shop them gas. Some gas that just be be strict on that shit. Like, hey, bro, you I ain't serving you till you get a mask on. I wish I could do that, but like, I know you know. I know. Well, yeah, I know my job not gonna back me up. Yeah, they not gonna do that. Yeah, but there's this dude Thelman at my job, and he was he just be like, "How you doing today?" And then you know people be like, "I'm doing good. How are you?" I'd be a whole lot better if you t- pull your mask up. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be straight up with him. Yeah, bro, pull your straight mask up. on. He was like, look, I'm, I mean, he in that age range to where it's like, you it's could, not good for you. Like, yeah, like, hey, bro, like, I'm at risk here because you want to be stupid. Yeah, man, and it's, yeah, that's some crazy shit. It ain't nothing, to, it, nothing to, it ain't nothing to play with. Like, you could feel how you feel about it, but when it comes to a situation to where, like, you might put somebody else in harm, mm-hmm. be careful. Yeah, exactly. That's all we ask. Just we wear, ask to just be a little courtesy. Just be courtesy. I don't want to wear a mask neither, nigga. Yeah, like this ain't something I just did for fun. Yeah, bro, you act like you... Like you're the only one suffering here. You would ask somebody to put a mask on and they going to check you like you like you Thanos. Like they going to fight you like this the end of the world. Yeah. It's like, bro, I'm not, like it's not that deep. Like, it's yeah, really yeah. not. Like we just asking you to do this one little thing if you're going to be in this building. I could punch you and then you have a different kind of mask on. <laughs> and it's I like, can break your nose and yeah, you have a different mask. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you, be, you want to be breathing through a tube, nigga? Because <laughs> I'll take it there. I mean, that's what this leads I mean, at to. this point, if you did, if you, cause some people, if like, I had, like, if somebody were to ask you to wear a mask and you cop an attitude, like, well, I can just break your nose. Or yeah. I, could, I could break your arm instead and then yeah, you like, can just go to the hospital. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, if I had that real, if I had that power, I'd be, man, I wouldn't no, be. No, Joe, person. you could. Bro, you could fuck a lot of these. The people that I'm talking about, bro, there's one man specifically, man. He come in there every day. He got to be like just above midget height, bro. <laughs> but just above little person height. <laughs> and I mean, he's still a little person. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to where you like legally or like, you know. Declared. Yeah. That, yeah. And he's like a, a veteran and all that. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm I'm grateful for that. But. You ain't Steve Rogers. I don't. I just don't get it. Like he, it's like I think he just like is dealing with his own, 
he dealing with his own shit, bro. Cause he can't. He come in like how you go to the grocery store four times a week, bro. What you doing? Yeah, that's yeah. What, what are you buying? That you got to come here four times a week. The expenses is adding up, bro. Yeah. Like, did it, just get it all in one day. Something's not connecting here. Yeah, something's, something's wrong, man. Mm. And that shit's just like, that shit's weird. Yeah. But then it's the, then it'd be like the overly, like, God's going to take care of me. <laughs> I hate those people. Man, and it's kind of... They're the worst kind of people. Especially with this kind of shit, because you, like, people... People can be validated by that feeling because they'll never it'll never be like fatal for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they won't experience because their experience is like, well, I ain't had no I ain't had no problems for real for real. Yeah. I had a, I had a cold one day. That and, was it. Like I didn't die, so I don't need to wear a mask. Yeah, but then it's like other family like one one guy was telling me, like, yeah, I went to my friend's funeral and uh I I told his kids like Y'all gonna start wearing masks and shit. Mm. Y'all gonna start doing this, and it's like, oh, that's a different situation. Yeah, and yeah, man, it's just, it's weird. Yeah, it's not even that deep. It's never that deep. Well, I guess like it make it that deep. deep. Like we just talked about some like deep shit and some real shit, but mm. it's like, but like think about the cause of it's just like wearing a mask. Well, the action, like, or think about, think about how long it take you to change your oil. Mm, like, like have you changed your oil by yourself before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you you understand, like, but if you if you put off two weeks of changing your oil and your car start fucking up, whose fault is that? That's on you. Yeah. But it all it takes is like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. All it takes is just like you put it on one ear and then you put it on other ear. It's faster than putting shoes on. So like it's just that simple. And it's it's, it's simple, it's easy. It doesn't require a lot of energy. Just put it on and then go do what man, you gotta do. At and least leave. fake it. It'd be people with their nose under the mask. At least fake it, man. That's at that's least look all. like you tried to put it yeah, on. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Cause if I can avoid you, but you at least like trying it. Mm -hmm. They need to make it a law to where like if you walk into an establishment without a mask on, like everybody in the establishment has a legal right to just punch you in the face if they or want to. Or just leer at you. Leer? Was it to stare at them? Leer, yeah. Nah, like, we gotta be able to punch them. Cause I be I be going to quit trip sometimes in the morning. And I'll see like one person in there without a mask on. I'm like, what is your issue? Look, man, that's why. Like, I, I, this is why I don't go outside, y'all. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I really am like I'm the pandemic fucking with me too. So like I'm irritable. So yeah, like I can't. Like I what can't, makes you special? What makes you think you're special? Yeah, that's what I'm you saying. You don't like, have to do I, this. I, I can't be inconvenienced by somebody that just like. Just trying to prove a point or something, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, like I don't, I don't, don't want to do this shit either, but here I am. I'm, yeah, I'm manning up. Here I am, fucking man. nut up, bitch. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Nut up before I slap you, bro. You ain't special. I don't want to be here. Yeah, like I don't want to wear this mask. Exactly. But I'm doing it for the greater good. Doing it for my mom. Exactly. Doing it for my grandma. My grandma just got her vaccine. My grandparents did. Nice. So, I just got my second one yesterday. Hey. So we we big vaxxed over here. I got the hand. I got vaccine in me. I'm good. Life is good, hopefully. I got Tito's in me. I'm living good. Nice. So, uh, let's talk about something that we did. Well, you told me you weren't going to tell nobody. Pause. Well. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like they just think we have, like, this bromance. And we do. It is. We do. It's called a friendship. Which grows into a bromance. Message. But we did something dope. Yeah, man. We did some dope shit. Cause we, it's our first. You no, know, we've been producing shit, putting shit together. You could call us mixing production. it up. We got a production company. 
something like that. If you don't know what we're talking about, motherfucker, we talking about the yada yada live in studio, bitch. Recognize we did that shit. Motherfucker. Remember? Remember? Motherfuckers never loved us. Yeah, I remember. Man, that shit was dope, wasn't it? So we how many we in right now? We did three. You've done three. We did three. We haven't talked about the, the last two we did. We, we just did one with no scope, and then we did one with the Royal Chief before that. Both shout phenomenal. Out, shout out the Royal Chief. You, my mom like gave me some good feedback on it and made me feel good. It warmed me up. Mm-hmm. It was a good deal, man. Yeah, like that was him and the Crown Jewels were phenomenal. They they absolutely killed that performance. Shout out Cam and Gavell for for letting know, us do it there, hosting it, getting us laced, getting us flying shit. Yeah, you know, getting us right for the for the show. And then shout out to the Crown Jewels for being an amazing band. They had the synergy between them and the Royal Chief was amazing. It was a good vibe. Like every time you watch that performance, you'll find something new that's dope about it. I'm not gonna try and remember everybody's names, but thank y'all. Y'all did y'all killed it. Y'all did amazing. Uh bro who beat me at chess. You was re- you was really swagging out on the keys, man. Man, he, he was, was he not? Nah, bro. It was was he, he not? He, he was showing out, man. He was like and the drummer was showing out too. Everybody, yeah, everybody Tim was, was too. Flop. Tim was killing it on the guitar. Mr. Black Fingers. He just uh did a show he, attack. Was, yeah, mm-hmm. him and Love Macy. Big shit, big shit. Yeah, so some moves being made. And then shit, shout out to No Scope and Eddie Reed. Yeah, that was that was a fun like day, man. That was one of them days where we was like, all right, we everyone just did the shit, did what they had to do, played their role. Yeah, man. We set up the the set for No Scope. Yes, sir. I've heard, I've gotten a lot of compliments on the set. Man, that shit was fly. That was that was off the tippy top of the dome. We just started moving moving shit, shit around, around plugging just, TVs like, in and shit. Here. Yeah. Shout out to Nightjar for letting us do it there. Yeah, shout out to Nightjar. They was really nice. Shout out to Lane. I believe, yeah, Lane. Shout out to shout out to Lane. He was good people. He. He. He, he was good people. He was good people. Yes. Shout out to Lane. And, yeah, shout out to No Scope. They did that shit in one take, which I was very impressed with. Yeah. Like, once was, it was time to go, they was ready, and they just did that shit in one take. So, when you watch No Scope's performance, that's all in one take. Yeah, that may, it makes shit easier when, like, people are prepared and mm-hmm. doing what they need to do and bringing what they they party is you know mm-hmm. playing they role and that the royal chief was the same yeah man like imagine if you don't bring the place to the cookout now we're just eating food from our hands or we not eating at all because <laughs> you didn't bring the plates so i'm saying man it ain't hot dogs nigga. it's pasta <laughs> how we supposed to do with we, this shit well we gonna put it in cups nick <sighs> not me you ever had cup pasta i'm not doing it not i but yeah so we three for three we haven't missed yet with the live in studios and we only gonna get better. It's only gonna get bigger. So any artists out there that wanna be an artist and shine and do their thing in the videos, come to the Yada Yada Live in Studio. What's happening? Come holler at us, man. We'll make you look like superstars. Because you are a superstar. And we just wanna show the world that. Yeah, we believe in y'all. We're just trying to come up with creative ways for us to promote and and give a platform for artists here. Mm-hmm. Cause man, we fuck with y'all. It wouldn't be any us without y'all really exactly so we just want to do what we can to help y'all get your shine on in whatever way possible we can so this is one of the ways we're trying to do that so if you're an amazing performer you have a vision that you want to execute just let us know we'll come together as a unit and we'll make some dope shit together and that's what it all comes down to and that's what we've done so far three for three baby that's what we do we gotta keep getting buckets man you know what i'm saying numbers we got it we got another we had like 30 some pie or 30 some artists on here huh yeah the number's higher this is our ep- this is episode fifty two. Yeah, so we we making moves, man. We 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 growing with each episode. We we trying to expand what we do just as a way to help provide more resources and platform for artists in the city to get their shine on. So 
You know, if y'all just have a little bit more patience with us, we could do some dope shit for the city and do some dope shit for y'all. And together, just have some patience with me, man. You know what I'm saying? Just give us time. You got to be patient. That's all we ask. Just be a little patient. Now, before we wrap this up, I think it's only right that we got to show some love to, to the dog himself, DMX. It's been a rough weekend. Uh, hopefully, by the time this podcast drops, we'll have some good news regarding him. But for those who don't know, on Friday night, it was reported that DMX suffered an overdose and was in the hospital in listed in grave condition. He's currently on life support. Uh, so we're rooting for the dog. I'm always praying for DMX. I'm always wanting the best for DMX, man, because he's he's been an artist that I've, you know, there's been numerous times in my life where DMX would be my favorite artist because I always loved the energy in his music. I always loved, like, his his emotion in his music and how he was able to, like, make that emotion feel relatable to a lot of people. And that's why a lot of people connected with his music because it was always deeper with him. You know the pain and emotion that he was talking about in his music was coming from a real place. And the life that DMX has lived has not been an easy one, man. And that's why there's only one X because not no one else could say they've had the life that DMX has had. You know, he, he went from abuse and neglection from his mother as a young child to being addicted to crack at 14 by his older mentor. And so, like, with, with the life that he's had, man, like, I just always root for the best because you know deep down inside that there's a, a nice, warm, heart-loving person that just wants to be loved and accepted, but sometimes the demons just get too heavy for him to deal with. So that's been the battle he's been dealing with his whole life. So whenever I see DMX healthy and happy, I get I get happy for him because I know what he's been through, and I know that's what he deserves, man. So with the current situation, I'm, I'm just rooting for the best. And if he, when, if he makes it out of this, I hope he really does turn his life around because we need people like DMX, and we... We can't, we can't let this be the end of the story. Like, we can't let his demons win this win, man. So I'm rooting for X. I'm praying for X. And I hope the dog bounces back stronger than ever, man. So DMX, we love you. And we'll always have respect for you. And we wish nothing but the best for you here on the Yada Yada Podcast. Yeah, man. My love to your family and my prayers to your family. I know, I know what it's like to just have somebody just, like, just sitting there and you not know what's going to happen to them. So my condolence to everybody that cares about him and that is loving him. Mm. I know it's hard. And just just try and stay positive and and we like you said, bro, just keep that same energy and continue to keep loving that man, man. Mm. He need it. You know, one thing I always respect about him is that he always wore his heart on the sleeve. Like there was nothing he hid from people. Like his, his he always put his vices on the on the forefront cuz that's what his music was about, like his struggles. And so it's not like it was a secret about what he dealt with. So I always admired that because it's like, yeah, I, I may not be the best person, but I'm trying my hardest because this is what I've been dealing with. I mean, it's hard having an open heart, especially when the only thing people have done to it is just cut it and stab it, you know? Mm, so just, just bring a lot of pain into your life. It, it takes a lot of strength to really be that kind of person and really really wear your heart on your sleeve. So. And always have a good state of mind because even when DMX be at his lowest, he'd always say, like, you know, I know God's got me. Like, God's always going to look out for me. Like, I always keep God in my in my heart. So... I'm always gonna bounce back on my feet one way or another because I'm always one with God, and you know he's the he's the ex. He's always he always hits a prayer at the end of every show. He always hits a prayer at the end of every hour, man. So he's been a very spiritual person. So even though he's balanced demons, he's still got God in him. So there's a good person inside him. There's a, there's a loving person inside him. It's just the world's been mean to him, so he just has a lot of pain and demons he deals with. And sometimes the demons can get can get overwhelmed to deal with. So I hope he wins this battle and he comes back and he, he comes back stronger than ever and still remains the dog that we know and love, man. So once again, send the love and prayers out to DMX. And on that note, man, I think that's a good good point to end the episode on. Unless there's anything you want to say. You got anything you want to add or just want to let the people know? Uh, I think I heard Pharrell say, 
gratitude is an exercise. And uh, just even shit fucked up right now. I am not. I ain't going to tell y'all like what's going on in my life, but just try and be grateful for the day. So like the fact that you you get up is a breast, uh, a blessing, or the fact that you got these problems is a, is a blessing. A lot of people don't even got a life to live or a life that have you know purpose. Yeah, it has purpose. So just just try and try and find a small inkling of gratitude in your day and try and remain positive. Everybody is going through a tough time in life right now. So if you need somebody to cry to, you could cry to me. You just It's time to lean on each other. So Just be nice to one another. Yeah, it's still love here. It, there's still things to be grateful for and there's things to be happy for. I mean, yeah, I think love will win at the end of the day. Yeah, we can only hope. As long as we keep that mentality, it will always come out on top. So on that note, y'all, that's episode 52 of the Yada Yada Podcast. The kid, Joe Cornell. Until next time, we out. This is the original Dom Kennedy, and right now I'm kicking it with my boy, Joe Cornell. Right here on the Yada Yada podcast, OPM till it's over. Westside, get the money. We out.